Hello and welcome to episode number 364 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back with our final show of September before we move into a packed October lineup, um, which is obviously going to be kicking things off next week with a big one. which, yeah, we'll get to, I guess, at the end of the show, get a, one final temperature check before going into it. Very exciting indeed. Um, but, yeah, we've got a very interesting movie to talk about this week, actually, um, in No One Will Save You, which I don't even know if we've ever even spoke about this one on the podcast before. Just, you know, from nowhere to reviewing it. Yeah, it's always great. I love it. Um, it's my preferred for these sort of on-demand films. Um, but yeah, a little bit of news this week, a couple of interesting things. This first one's cool. Um, so this is a new movie. Um, I believe it's just got announced, um, courtesy of Deadline, um, but it's coming super soon. Um, so it's a movie called It's a Wonderful Knife. Um, and this like is a upcoming... A yes, that is a pun indeed. Um, and it's an upcoming Christmas slasher um that's just been acquired by shudder um so yeah apparently this is getting a sort of limited theatrical release in the states in november and it says it's coming to shudder at a later date but you know you would presume that's in december hopefully um and it's kind of getting its uh, first premiere at a festival in in october um but also it's worth noting that this is from the one of the writers or i believe just the writer of freaky um and the director tyler mcintyre um who directed tragedy girls um as a feature he also did the good boy um segment in into the dark um which was fantastic and he also did a segment in i think it was vhs 99 um called the gawkers it was like the the teens that are like stalking this girl this like neighbor um mm. re- that's a really fun one um so he's obviously doing a feature for the first time and he you know we've liked all of the stuff he's done um and yeah it's kind of like the the write-up says it's been described as it's a wonderful life meets scream um which is hilarious yeah. obviously with the title um and yes, it, there is an interesting element in this um, plot. Um, so it says that it's kind of uh, a year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve, uh, Winnie Carruthers' life is less than wonderful. But when she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe and discovers that without her, things could have been much, much worse. Um, now the killer is back and she must team up with the town misfit to identify the killer and get back to her own reality. So I love that. It's such a cool spin on on a lot of christmas tales um you know with a horror thing and obviously it's you know the parallel universe stuff that's very in trend right now Um, it's very christmas carol isn't it like yeah just looking from the outside in at what if and um you know and 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 yeah the fact that we've got people you know connected to happy death day makes a lot of sense as well doesn't it yeah, definitely. Um, Justin Long's on the cast for this one as well. I think nice. he's only in a sort of supporting role, but yeah, he's he's just picked such good genre stuff. But yeah, a lot of fun. Hopefully, this will be Ooh. one we get to see on Shutter this year. Um, next up, this is just a small one that we don't really have to talk too much about because it's a movie that we've already discussed. Um, in Smile, obviously, it was a huge hit last year. Um, immediately got greenlit a sequel um and the director actually parker finn who kind of did a short film um called laura hasn't slept which is what it then became uh, you know he adapted into smile um he he signed like a big multi-year first first look deal with paramount in the wake of smile um smile um and 
yeah they're obviously making sure he does the sequel first because we now have a date um and it will be out in october next year um so yeah like a, a two-year turnaround on this one um it'd be interesting to see like we both enjoyed smile quite a bit Ooh. i would say it was certainly better than i was expecting um and and has definitely um franchise potential um i think that's yeah. the thing about smile for me is that I think I enjoyed Smile, but I actually mm. think it has the potential. There's a better movie there Definitely, that could yeah. be made. You know, I think it's a really cool concept, can be really freaky, can be used in a lot of different ways. And I, and I do think that actually, you know, it, it yeah, we, we, we could get an improvement. Yeah fingers crossed like i say it's always difficult because you don't know if it's just going to be like oh it's a cash grab and it's a relatively quick turnaround um but yeah there was enough there that i would i would 100 be down for a sequel um and like i say hope for the best and hope that they can improve upon a very good foundation um so yeah we'll be seeing that one next year um and then lastly this is just a small fun one i saw today um there's a new book um that's kind of it got announced today and released um so it's available now did you say book Yes, book. Um, <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, these things you read. Um, Video game. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, certainly not our preferred uh, entertainment avenue. But this you is not. Me, but go on. This is not a novel um, because it is a. It's called House of Rejects. Um, maybe you Close. can you can already work out what this is going to be about um but it's a, it's an in-depth look at rob zombie's firefly trilogy um so uh this uh author dustin mcneil has done similar books on i believe the chucky franchise as well um which i only saw today and looks very cool but yeah it's a kind of described as this exhausted new exploration um taking you on behind the scenes of all three of the films um it, it apparently has different um interviews with people that worked on the films as well as like behind the scenes you know rare set photos and scripts and all different things it's just like a fun comprehensive book basically of all of the of all of the good stuff of these wonderful films i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna lie i you know joking about books beforehand but i really like this as a concept obviously yeah. Can you bring Rob Zombie in? I'm like, I'll oh, go on. <laughs> but, but you know, even the Charles play one. But the the mm. idea of um, this behind the scenes and and a different look at a movie in in the medium of a book, because I think sometimes, like you know, I've often had documentary, not documentaries, but you know, making of or featurettes and special features on DVDs and stuff that just are a bit disappointing. Mm. that just are a bit like samey and don't really feel like it. And the things that are probably the best thing is like a director's commentary when they are just talking at length about the little minutiae in things. And I, and I, I kind of feel like a making of book will, will be able to do that and tell the stories and everything else and not just be like, no, oh, look, here's a little five minute video of Batman eating a, eating a bagel. Isn't that funny? And just shove it on the Blu-ray, you know? And it's just like, mm. <laughs> That's not really what I what I want, you know. I want mm. I wanted something with a bit more meat on the bones. Yeah, I like this as a as a concept. Um, I, you know, I don't know whether I'll be checking it out, but I'd, I, you know, I'd like to definitely. Yeah, it looks cool. Like I was checking out. There's a small little trailer that kind of goes over it as well and shows you what's inside. And they kind of sold me on it. Like, like I say, it's on Amazon already. I think it's about twenty pounds. Um, I, I think I'm probably going to get it. Like I love buying books that I never read. Um, yeah, so I'm sure say, you, you have a collection of books you don't read, so <laughs> yeah, why not it's great. It can go. You know, like I finish about one every two to three years at this point. Like I'm uh, great. I'm very prolific with my book reading. Um, 
but yeah this is clearly not like a big you know difficult thing to manage like i'm sure it'd be a lot of it would be flicking through and just looking at things and and, and reading certain you know articles in it but yeah it's cool to just have that like say of just a comprehensive let's say for super fans like us i think it's perfect um so anything new like rob zombie i'm always on the, on the radar for like there's it's the 20th anniversary obviously of, of house and so there's been like small mini releases and stuff in the u.s and yeah like, I, I would love to see you know just more of these great films be celebrated um Ooh. so yeah very very cool one um but yeah that's it for the news uh this week shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about no one will save you So yeah, like we uh, said at the start, really, this one pretty much came out of nowhere, I guess. Um, and yeah, yeah it came it out in the last everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and came out in the last week, which is exceptional because yeah, we needed uh, a week before the big one next week. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's, there's of... literally nothing on at the cinema right now. There are no horror <laughs> movies in the cinema right now that we want to see. Um, so. Oh, cool, so yeah we needed something and uh this is kind of very uh similar to the other kind of so this is a hulu original in the mm. states um as part of the is it 20th century yeah they were one of the production yeah. companies um so similar to barbarian prey fresh where it's mm. like on hulu in the states but obviously as part of that on we get it on disney plus in the uk um so yeah this is on the service in in the in the uk right now um mm. which is cool because like i say that there's prey is the only one that didn't land for us and yeah. for everyone else it did and but then those other movies are all really good um so i've kind of gravitated towards these more than a lot of other on-demand films recently where i'm like man they really even something like prey like i'm glad i saw it and it was certainly worth the conversation yeah. so um i think they've yeah they've been really interesting like i say like a lot of those films pretty much all of them should have had cinema releases mm. and for whatever reason i think it is with obviously 20th century being bought out no longer being under the fox banner um and obviously being like disney needing stuff on their services um so yeah it makes a lot of sense um so that's how we get to this film um and it's a very interesting one like there's a couple of things about it you know that stand out as being very mm. unique which we'll get to um but yeah do you want to do you want to just start with the plot i guess that seems to be a good jumping off point yeah definitely the thing the thing i found interesting about this as well was watching the the trailer post watching the movie Oh, I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah, so the trailer very much leans in on this being a home invasion movie. Right. And But it all is not what it seems. Mm. And it's like, yeah, the trailer is something like there are so many home invasion movies every, uh, in, in movies. Home invasions every year in America. Um, this one's different. Right. And kind of that's the starting point for the trailer. And I think the trailer does keep it shrouded a bit more in mystery. But actually, like, I mean, you know, you effectively get, you know, what, five or ten minutes into this movie and you know exactly what it's about, really. And yeah, like the posters, if you've seen them, the posters yeah. aren't hiding that fact at all. <laughs> no, no, true. And I think that's the thing. And, and, and yeah, we're, we're basically our, our lead, um, Bryn, uh, played by 
Caitlin Diva, who is a name I want to mention straight off the bat because I think she's fantastic in this and, mm. uh, you know, is definitely a name I'll be looking out for in the future. Um, and, um, yeah, she, she stars as Bryn, who is this kind of um, exiled kind of loner who is very ang- uh, kind of anxiety-ridden that is just... Um, living in this farmhouse like in the middle of nowhere kind of on her own and um yeah you talk about this uh, the movie having a couple of kind of important things to to talk about uh one of which is how little uh words are spoken throughout this whole movie i think the 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 word count is eight in the entire (laughs) movie and we get over an hour into the movie until we get a clear word spoken Mm. by someone yeah um and i did i did see a little bit where the director spoke about how um um yeah this is written and directed by brian duffield um and and yeah how he spoke about how that wasn't intentional at the start it was kind of organic and it does make a lot of sense because you know bryn is just on her own and so why would she be talking you know and she's Mm -hmm. making noises and reacting to things but she's not just having a conversation with herself. Um, and as the movie goes on, yeah, we see that she's kind of an outsider from town and there's this weird kind of town where it's kind of, it looks like she is trying to make an effort with them and she's doing this fake smile and wave, but then doesn't do it. And the town looks like they're kind of looking at her, but not wanting to be involved with her. And yeah, we get to the first kind of night of this movie. What about 10 or 15 minutes in, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty early. Yeah, maybe even earlier than that. And 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 basically, yeah, she gets invaded, and very quickly we see that this is an alien life form that is um, in her house, and in a, in a very scary scene. Mm. Because for for me, like when I first saw this movie and saw the rating, I was a bit put off. I kind of thought to myself, "Man, this is going to be like a really soft like." signs or something where it's just kind of very very soft and gonna have hey signs know, are scary aliens. as hell <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking that when i was in saying it there is that <laughs> bloody one moment isn't it that's terrifying yeah um, there's a like, couple signs, but there's the one it's interesting has, like, you have signs because yeah. that was a movie that i was thinking about a lot watching <laughs> this where i was like oh yeah it is soft yeah. like on the surface but like they get so much from so mm. little like i say the actual scenes of tension land massively yeah yeah, and 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 I um, yeah, and so I found the the first home invasion scene very kind of unsettling and and ticking all the home invasion boxes for me. Where she's kind of, she she clearly sees that someone's in her house instantly, which I I love because so often in horror movies you get this kind of tease that is is someone there or isn't someone there and ultimately you're watching a horror movie so you know someone's going to be there eventually yeah and i love that like instantly it's like no there's there's fucking someone in your house and then and then it's like oh is it an alien and within like two minutes it's like oh yeah it's clearly a fucking alien that's in your house Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't pull the the punches on that but like it straight away tells you that there's an alien there and then it straight up shows you the alien you know, so within like, you know, the the first few minutes post the the, the invasion, we we full screen see our our creature for for this movie, and and I think um, 
that as well is kind of like it just a you know a different take that we that we so infrequently get um you know how often would it be that she'd been attacked multiple times but we as the viewer haven't actually seen what's mm. attacked her yeah um and yeah we kind of you know basically post this first um night of being invaded by this alien um we then kind of follow follow kind of Bryn trying to escape get help realize that this is bigger than she first thought and continuing to fight on her own mostly um this this alien invasion into her life mm. um and and you know that is kind of you know the, the rest of the movie and um yeah like i said i think it 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 sets it up very quickly and then it um doesn't pull the punches and it, and it keeps yeah. going which i think is is the, like i say it's such a a, a fresh you know take on on the the opposite that happens in most movies that you end up watching yeah well it gets going super quick like you say it doesn't let off and it doesn't overstate its welcome because you know this is the rare film which is under 90 minutes before the start of the credits and like Ooh. as we keep saying that that difference between that and 110 minutes can really make such a difference you know like had they added an extra 20 minutes in the finale of fluff um would have really slowed things down because there's i think there's only one point towards the end when it does slow down it slightly genuinely, genuinely thought there did we see a movie called fluff <laughs> at this point probably i remember fresh but we're, we're not gonna remember are we um but yeah <laughs> i don't remember um, having 30 minutes of fluff filler at the end i, I have no idea i have no idea what my point was so <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that it slowed down a little bit and it did you know when we yeah. got kind of you know before the finale that kind of her mm. getting kind of back to the house sort of scene was you know starting to slow down yeah, because there's only really, like, this is such just a thrill ride, and it's not mm. focused on story or plot or character, and there's, like, <clears throat> one thing, basically, of, like, right, why is she an outcast? And we obviously get a lot of setup in that sort of first ten minutes. We see mm. her, like, writing a letter to someone called Maud. We obviously see, like, people in the town reacting negatively to her. Um, she even, like, in writes the letter saying something like, I'll never forgive myself for what happened or something. Mm. Um, so you're very much like, okay, there was an incident, and that's yeah, all she's writing to her mum as well yeah so you know something happened um and it's very much left then for the rest of the film until one point when they just info dump everything and it's like yep here's the reveal of all these things um and yeah that to me was the only time that it started to even remotely slow down and i wouldn't even necessarily say it was slow it was just in comparison to what the rest of this entire film is yeah which is basically just a series of insane cat and mouse chases um you know similar to something that we saw in sick earlier this year that was just kind of like the no frill slasher i feel like this takes it to like a completely different level where it is just one singular character in Bryn, um <clears throat> just against all odds in almost every scene that she's in and they somehow make that work because it would feel ludicrous most of the time to have just this small person on their own um overcoming these odds but like to me in in each scenario in which she was able to continue throughout the film it worked and made like visual sense it made narrative sense 
um the fact that they were constantly finding new and interesting ways for her to use her environment her surroundings what what she has available to her in interesting ways was always so interesting to me Ooh. like the fact that again a lot of i mean it's so funny that we literally just saw the blacking in last week Ooh. where we joked about how they were like oh yeah they knew how to do a crossbow kill so that was the only threat in the whole film and it was the only kill we saw was just if, if someone's getting an arrow in the neck it's gonna look great and other than that you're not gonna see anything and this is like the opposite of like the amount of tension the amount of threat of violence and actual violence that happens due to so many different things like this movie goes in so many random and bizarre places um from where it starts which is a very like i say it starts in this home invasion that is done in a classic style of a home invasion you know where Ooh. someone you she's asleep at night she hears a noise boom she's up oh she puts her slippers on oh you know it's the garbage cans it's gonna be an animal or the wind's knocked it over okay it's cool it's you know just a normal sound to wake our character up to immediately she sees someone downstairs um yeah, that's what and- i love yeah, and like this reveal was sick because it's kind of like through this warped glass window. So it kind of gives it this weird, you know, and um, extraterrestrial vibe. But it could have just been like a person that looked a bit warped in the glass. Mm. Um, and it, like I say, that what an, an other film would do of lesser quality would be dragging out scenes like that. They would want you to constantly not know is it humans? Is it aliens? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it all in her head? They would constantly want to try and trick you into, and then it would be the last 20 minutes of the film would be what this first 20 minutes was which was, no, we're going to show you exactly what it is. It's going to be full screen in all glory, and you'll see it. And you'll have, like, a really sick confrontation. Like, I couldn't believe the first confrontation she had with an alien and kind of how sick it looked and how satisfyingly it concluded, where I was like, man, that felt like the end to most films. And It it did, it did. Like, you've had an hour and ten minutes of them teasing yeah. The, the creature in shadows and and especially when we got the opening scene and there's a crop circle the first morning and like yeah. we're just gonna have multiple day night sequels where there's more crop circles and mm-hmm. everything else and yep. then this was the finale and yeah exactly. when we got to that point like 20 minutes into the movie i was like what the fuck's gonna happen for the next hour and 10 like we keep saying that where it will just be like 70 minutes of tease and build up and it will just be shadows and characters walking around at night in the dark doing literally nothing and like we god we've seen that so much and so to see this which was a complete jolt to the system where i was so ready for it to be that and and when it wasn't it was like holy shit like we got ourselves a film here like when it actually starts and they show you stuff and and you know you have that confrontation go down the way it does and then immediately it's like okay like where do we go from here like we've got a vast majority of the film left to go um i mean i'm being super like you know trying to avoid spoilers but it really is like the first 15 20 minutes like i almost just want to say it because it really does set up what the rest of the film is um so i guess like very mild spoilers for like yeah what the first 20 minutes but like she she kills the alien and yeah this is sensational to me because again i didn't see it coming it's so awesome the way it happens and transpires like say this this cat and mouth um cat and mouse um instance and the fact that it just ends so abruptly and then like i say you've then got the rest of the film to look forward to and we see scenes that we wouldn't normally see like her waking up and and then being like right 
okay, now I need help, but I'm in a place where no one wants to help me. Um, and the way that transpired, there's just so many phenomenal scenes where it really from from like her waking up at night to be fair from the moment the movie started really up until like this big kind of character info dump which we'll get to and i don't even think it's remotely bad either it's just not as strong as the rest of the film like this entire chunk of back and forth scenarios i just thought was so awesome like it was a complete thrill ride that had me on the edge of my seat and i was loving each scenario and the fact that they kept throwing new stuff at us um you know you see the aliens early on and i love the way they look visually like i love a movie that's not afraid to go for a more classic film look of an alien you know like i feel like a lot of films recently have shied away from that and they try and do their own take and it becomes almost boring because unless you've got some banging creature design it's not going to look that interesting to me like more often than not i typically don't like the way aliens look in alien films and so to see this be a more classic look but then their slight variance on it, which I won't get into, but the fact that there is multiple slight variants keeps you so interested. Yeah, like the fact that each one had its own small little difference, just like yeah but that's yeah exactly it was like this and again that's something that you would get that in the sequels to this film in a lesser film you know you would get like again i don't want to spoil it but the variants yeah like the variants that you get like the one that the couple that she fights sort of midway and towards the end are so insane where i'm like my mouth was just in awe watching it like the first time one of them is revealed behind her later on and it's kind of got this like night set in and you see like the house and you see this alien i was like holy shit this is awesome um so yeah i've I've kind of spoke a lot and there's already so much to get to but like overall god i've i absolutely love this film i thought it was absolutely phenomenal um what, what did you think of it yeah i think one one thing is that uh i I agree with you that, like, with the aliens, I, I like that they did a conventional mm. look initially for them. Um, you know, it, it's the whole argument that I've had with, like, dinosaurs. Yeah. But, like, you know, we, we, know what, we know what movie dinosaurs look like. Oh, here like. we go again. <laughs> and it's like with aliens. It's like, yeah, just give us, just give us like, a, you know, I, I know that's an alien. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's what the conventional thing is, you know, and it's just like, that's, that's fine, you know. And, um... But I, I was like, I wasn't blown away with the visual effects for a, when this, when it was kind of first shown, mm. where, where I, I, I was surprised by how ropey it looked at times. And, and especially when I saw the budget of this movie and was like, Jesus Christ, like, and, and the company was involved. But when we got later into it and we got the different variants and when it was more, I, I think it's probably more that I'm just not used to seeing it just fully lit in my yeah, face yeah and, and that's probably what it is and then when we got later into the movie and it was kind of the, the creatures almost went back into the shadows and and it, and it got they looked better <laughs> um but yeah all, all in all um I, I was sold from the start you know i didn't I, I wasn't fully aware of like the, the complete lack of dialogue and like all of that stuff and like just as the movie starts and we get like this, this good soundtrack initially and we get her kind of just moseying about writing these letters and having this mystery around what's going on. And the first time she goes into town and I, and I knew there was like an alien vibe and instantly I was like, well, either 
either she's an alien or the whole town's an alien. Yeah, it's so and I'm good. Just, and, I'm, and I'm just constantly, and I was just constantly had these different things in my head, like these different scenarios. And then, and then, yeah, then we just get to this home invasion, which feels like a finale. Um, and it, and it, and and then it doesn't let up. And and I enjoy the fact that like she has this thing happen to her, and then she thinks, screw it, I'm gonna have to go to town, and I'm gonna have to engage with the people that don't want to engage with me and try to get help and instantly realizes I'm screwed. Like I got to get out of this town because I can't get help here. And, um, you know, I think so many times we talk in horror movies about how people conveniently just forget they have a car or a phone, you know? And it's like, well, no, no, she is isolated in this small town for a reason. And Mm. and I really respect that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, when she, um, you know, when we do get her then just in daylight as well, and it's like, oh, okay, so she's going to mess around and then she's going to have to go back to her house in the evening and she's going to board up and then we're going to have another day-night cycle. And it was like, the movie's like, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to do something different and we're going to keep it in the day as long as we can and but still have, you know, scary things happen. Um and I think that's the thing that like shocked me the most was the amount of tension throughout this whole movie. Um, you know, I think you touched upon it that there were just multiple really good cat mouse sequences that were very tense. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed those. I enjoyed the fact that at times our character just got the fuck out. She, she just, she just legged it. Mm. And, and like, I like that in a movie where, where you do just get like, you know, if I just had a load of mad shit happening, I'm just like, I'm just going to leg it. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I like that as a reasonable way to get out of a situation. Yeah, and like yeah, it's just... the truck driver in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, it's an effective strategy. Yeah. Like, just run in a straight line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, screw this. There's a dude with a chainsaw running at me. I'm, I'm just going to be quicker than him. Mm. Like, you know, I don't need to outsmart him. I'm just going to run. <laughs> um so yeah, I enjoyed all of that, and then and um, you know, leading leading into the the finale, like um, it definitely had the, the the change of pace. But I think what it ended up doing for me was really resonating the ending, and really like I'm not going to spoil the ending, but when we got into the final images of the movie, I was I was really on board, really um, you know. Uh, just enjoying the, the, you know, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but just enjoying the, the, the final kind of message and, and images that they were giving me. And I think that kind of set up and that info dump of what her history was and then how that affected the final kind of scenes just really landed with me. And I think we will need to get into a spoiler talk because mm-hmm. I, just, I, I do want to talk about how much I enjoyed the ending. And I yeah. think like this, this is a movie that I would definitely say is in, has the intention of having an open ending but for me i felt very satisfied and just had a very satisfied bow in my own head as to what what this what this was and what the meaning was and 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 yeah when it ended i was just like man i had a i had a really great time i had a suspenseful you know hour and 10 minutes i had a really cool satisfying ending and um yeah it was just from a movie that didn't exist last year uh, last year last week in my mind suddenly being like 
proper thought about it after what after the credits rolled you know which is the thing that's happened the most frequently this year is that i watch a movie and then i sit down to do the podcast and i'm like christ what are my thoughts on this movie i haven't it's it's left my brain the second Mm. i watched it whereas this one didn't um and the other thing is is that this 100 percent feels like the first fright fest movie that we've seen this year <laughs> this this to me just absolutely feels like a movie that we it's, it's a way bigger budget than that yeah this, <laughs> would be a, think... this would be a banger at fright fest though like this would be yeah i, I get what you're saying because i i definitely got that vibe as well of kind of like you yeah. know it feels smaller because you have you know this one cast member primarily and stuff like that um yeah. this would be like one of the best we've seen yeah it would but it'd be one of them where i'm like oh yeah we're just gonna see this little sci-fi movie and take a mm-hmm. chance on it and and then suddenly you know and i've had that a couple of times at fright first yeah. where we've seen sci-fi and it's delivered yeah we've and seen yeah, consistently just, some of the best sci-fi at fright first yeah and it just really reminded me of that and then and yeah like i say i was i was surprised like uh, like the fact that this is on like you know front page of disney plus i'm like oh, okay the, the, clearly this has got some money behind it but when i did see the budget i was like wow like visual effects are expensive aren't they that's, that's the thing is like it's it's got a sizable budget because it's like 23 million dollars um yeah which is big but for a for a movie this soaked in special effects which is you know there's at least 70 minutes on screen where it is like full cg you yeah 90 like percent of the budget was in visual effects yeah and so like to me that's incredibly low based upon what we've seen of similar movies that require special effects you know even something like cocaine bear and stuff like had a way bigger budget and like let alone when you're getting into actual sci-fi big budget movies that require you know fully fleshed out characters made from nothing which is what this is to me it's remarkable because i thought they wouldn't show as much as they did but the fact that we're getting multiple aliens multiple different aliens things in the sky like so much destruction in the house so much destruction in an entire town um you know which is clearly relying on visual effects over practical like i think they did a miracle considering like i would have said it was easily double what it is um so i think it's kind of crazy that they did it on a relatively low budget for so so many crazy special effects um but what, one thing i loved about this movie was the fact that it, it was just so fun like i feel like we get into a habit of it, typically the the films that we gravitate towards are either something that's like kind of you know the more serious very elevated very well constructed you know we're talking like the robert eggers movies and stuff like that where mm. it is just it's world class that everything they're doing on on like a writing standpoint and acting and everything and it doesn't actually matter what the genre is you're just seeing something absolutely spectacular and of course that's a joy and something that has been missing this year um so that there's there's those movies or there is just like the let's say a more hardcore horror film stuff that we gravitate to because it has really adult themes because it has consistent graphic violence and really interesting kills you know something Mm. like a scream movie which when you compare these two modern scream movies to the original four it's crazy how much more gory and bloody they are yeah yeah, and that's kind of just consistent with in general you just see a shit ton of violence and things these days so to see this which is completely devoid of i'd say both those things it's just a fun thrill ride and I can't really compare that to many things we've ever seen on that scale. Almost as like a hardcore Henry is the only thing I can kind of think of, which is very different. But it is just like, oh, it's really, really fun. Um, 
and that's not to strip it's, away like the the kind of craft of it because i still think this is really well made but i think it is it delivers more on that and i think it shows you that you can get away with less is more especially with the dialogue situation because again that's something that is super unique again we you know we've covered like well north of 350 genre films for this podcast and we've never seen anything like this like we've not seen a feature-length film that just doesn't contain dialogue for, for the vast majority of it and i think the fact that that's a weird unique selling point that i thought would be like a crutch that it would rely on similar to certain movies when you know they've got a lot of long takes it, be, it becomes the thing that that thing's mm. known for Whereas I, you completely forget it's even in here because it's there's only one scene in my opinion in the whole yeah. film where it doesn't work. Where it, yeah, where it's like <laughs> this this makes no sense that no one's talking here, and it's almost like the you just have to think you're watching like Mr. Bean or something where people are just mute and they and they and, you know and everyone's emoting with mannerisms and noises rather than verbally because that scene just doesn't work um whereas everything else is like yep this all makes perfect sense like why would she be saying like oh, are you kidding me you know when like the alien emerges for the second time like all these cheesy film tropes this movie doesn't need that um which I found to be something that was so enjoyable. And again, talking about tropes, like early on, you know a shitter version of this film would have like a 20-minute subplot that was like an abusive boyfriend, you know, and like mm -hmm. that's why she's kind of shunned herself away from the town um, because she's recovering mentally. And obviously, of course, he turns up and he's the one that's kind of banging outside when you initially think it's a home invasion. And then, at, like some, it, yeah, and then at some point, like just as he then shows he's not a piece of shit for the first time, he gets offed by an alien. And like that's what a lesser film would do. But this movie doesn't need that. It just relies on a really strong lead character Go, doing the motions like constantly doing interesting stuff which again we're kind of afraid to break down but i want to hammer home that this is so much more than just a girl in a house like this feels bigger like there's so much going on where it really is like a pretty much an invasion on an entire you know town um more than just what's happening to her and i think like i say they nail that early vibe of her smiling to someone who just completely ignores her and i was completely with you like i just love that it's a bit off because it gives yeah. you that vibe of like okay is she the weird one or is everyone else the weird one and well, that was clearly intentional the smile mm. and the wave i'm like well that's what an alien would do exactly like, oh, yeah, how do I smile and, wave? <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously that kind of juxtaposition especially with where we end the film is so genius because i think that is intentional mm. and they are mm. trying to put that in you of like Brin's the outsider here, um, which, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. But I, you know, to keep it spoiler-free for now, I loved the ending. You know, mm. once we get past the info dump and we get back to the film, everything that transpires in the finale and the final moments just put a smile on my face where I was like, yeah, if, you'd, if you'd have paused this movie at any time before this and said to me, like, okay, how do you think this movie's going to end? I never would have guessed that. And again, how many times have we said it on this show how predictable most genre movies are, even good ones, mm. like even great ones. You can say, yeah, I kind of knew where it was going, but I was along for the ride. I had no idea where this was going and I was still like no, having a blast. The, that's the thing. When she left the police station and didn't go home, mm. I was like, well, yeah. yeah, like, you know, I didn't expect to get that massive home invasion with an alien straight away. And then, yeah, expected to have more of a day night sequel sequence. Um you know, I think, um, do, do you wonder if um, John Goodman is hiding in a bunker somewhere <laughs> in this in this town? I hope so. 
because uh, you know, it, I could easily see that this is what was happening above Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Like, it does almost um, feel like this could have been one of those, you know, Cloverfield yeah. Universe movies in a different scenario. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, and I think um, the like the 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 dialogue is. It, it, I think it just shows that like we've spent a lot of time talking about it and really the only time the dialogue, the lack of dialogue was mentioned was when I wanted to give it its nod in the synopsis and then you bring it up way later into the conversation again because mm. like you said, it's not the gimmick. It's not like, oh yeah, this is fan footage or this is screen life or yeah, this is a giant one cut or whatever. It's like, no, it's just the the movie. Yeah, like aside from one scene... There, there is no need for, for dialogue. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the opening of the movie could have easily been her in her head reading the letter out loud to us, but mm-hmm. we can read it, you know? And then, and then, yeah, like she's making noises and, and it's, you know, she, you know, reacting to things and showing terror and everything else. But I just think, you know, for, for a lead to be able to carry a movie for 90 minutes where she is on screen for that entire runtime without talking, but she managed to show us fully what the character is, all of the emotion and keep us along for the journey for that long. Um, really is an, is a monumental achievement. You know, I think it, I think it really is a, a standout performance based off that. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot of our lead in Last Night in Soho. The, the two actresses just were very similar to me, where they're, mm. they're not these, um, you know, conventional kind of, you know, screen queens that you're kind of like instantly, you know, if, you, if, if you'd if have had these in like a lineup for a horror movie and been like, which one's the final girl? You, you might not be picking them, but then like as you get to develop them, their character just gets stronger and stronger and, then, and their performance gets stronger and stronger. And I think like... Like I said, I was massively reminded of Last Night in Soho just with the performance. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I think when we mention all of these kind of movies that it's kind of reminding us of, it really shows that the level of movie that this is, that it is surrounded in kind of great comparison. Yeah, it's um, just a fantastic movie. Know. Like it's... it's- it feels weird because it's almost like it catches you off guard um, because mm. we haven't seen one for so long. And then you start checking yourself going like, is it as good as I think it is? And But it really just delivers on, like I say, for me, that it it avoids obvious pitfalls that we keep seeing. It's why the conversations have been quite frustrating this year because we keep having the same issues with films. Mm. And the fact that this avoids all of them in such simple ways like say of of pointless subplots like that um that insidious movie you know that just had like a 20 minute subplot that it didn't need just to fill out the time and or that movie the boogeyman where it was like it's going to be 80 minutes of darkness showing you nothing and maybe at the end we might show you something cool but at that point i'd already mentally switched off whereas like it's the inverse of like no you can just show the audience shit because there's more to show you anyway but even if it wasn't like i was so on board with what they showed us early on and I was almost spoiled for choice where I was like, no, no, stop giving me so much cool shit. Like you've done yeah, enough. <laughs> and the fact that the movie was like, oh, just you wait. Like you haven't even seen the, the tip of the iceberg yet. And I was like, I'm satisfied. Like I don't need anything else. Um, so it works on that level. And then like I say, with, with that gimmick of the no dialogue, which is fascinating. And again, something that we have not even remotely seen anything like it lesser films would be like, right, we need to shoehorn this in. We need it to, 
make narrative sense you know like this movie would be called don't speak and it would be because the aliens are actually blind and they track you or based on sound so of course you know the best character for this would be the loner who doesn't need it to speak to anyone and and she is actually a mute as well Mm, because you know our character is not a mute no she just has no one to talk to exactly like god it's just it really shows you that, like, you can just keep it simple and just nail the simple shit. And, and that's why I love this film is because they go, yeah, all the other shit is irrelevant. Like, I'm, we're just going to make a fun, awesome alien film. And, and you, do you want that? I'm like, yeah, I do want that, actually. Like, I, I really didn't want to evoke it, but it's funny after, like, Nope last year and kind of oh, so, so much potential that, that that to me wasn't realized and i really i i have to watch that movie again at some point i just can't nah. bring myself to it this, um but like, i feel th- like i feel like i just watched nope yeah it's like oh yeah you could have just made a fun alien movie <laughs> yeah. but then i i we've seen so many attempts at it and, I, and again that's why it's like you can't it's not I don't think I'm giving this enough credit, even though I think I don't think it's a diss, but just to say like this is really fun because we've seen so many movies that would strive to be that that failed to deliver that. And like sometimes that's enough of like it doesn't need to be some groundbreaking like every screenshot is a piece of art I'd put on my wall like the lighthouse or similarly it doesn't need to have like some of the most crazy violence I've ever seen like Lords of Chaos that I'm like still traumatized about five years later like it's Mm. fine to not have those things in a horror film you can just deliver an awesome film and that's that's fine (laughs) it reminds me of something like Jeepers Creepers back in the day yeah when when it's like yeah it's not like a ton of kills and Mm. crazy gore it's just this awesome road cat and mouse for like 90 minutes yeah at one point i was thinking this is like a gateway horror where Mm. i was like oh yeah this almost does toe that line between like you watch a goosebumps then you'd gravitate towards something like this before watching like you know something more hard but like it, it's probably too much for that because it, it's yeah. really tense. Like some of the Ooh. scenes, and there's one bit when they do such a good misdirection um, with an alien that appears at a time when I wasn't expecting. It's not even like a jump scare because again, it could have been a jump scare in this scene. Yeah. And but no, there's no loud, annoying volume cue. It's just the aliens there when you're not expecting it, and holy shit, that got me, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like oh, there's just so many cool moments. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think we should talk about spoilers because I think this movie deserves mm. it but um definitely. obviously before that recommendations and yeah my recommendation would be to definitely watch this before we spoil it because for me yeah. this was an absolute joy um the fact that it is just available on a streaming service that you know if you if you're a, got a family you probably already got disney plus if you're a star wars fan you probably got it right now and like it's you know it's it's there ready to go and it's for me it was just a joy it's a, it's the perfect runtime um none of it overstays its welcome um has such a fun finale that i didn't see coming and it was just a blast this was a joy like this is what we want more of it's it's a shame movies like this are so rare because these with the i feel like this is the type of movie that we'd have to fill in between the big tempot movies of like of course we look forward to like edgar Wright and mike flanagan but then you would get these that, that just come out of nowhere and wow you and we've been you know we need more of these types of films basically we haven't yeah. had enough of these this year so this is one of them just enjoy it for what it is yeah definitely i completely agree i think the fact that this is on such a huge streaming platform is fantastic and the fact that it's just come out of nowhere mm. i think it is one that yeah you've already heard enough if you've got this far so 
just pause it and watch the movie and then I think I think that's the thing that this is a great movie that everyone should watch but also I think it is a really fun conversation to have around the ending because mm-hmm. I think it is such a a, a well crafted ending that, that did just leave it leave it open to interpretation to a point um so yeah I think I think just all round you ca- you can't go wrong with this one definitely so uh, yeah final warning full spoiler mm-hmm. alert on this uh, wonderful film um but yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, I'll, I'll tee it up to you for, to talk about the ending, because when we get the initial reveal of humans basically with the parasite inside them, um, which is very kind of Resident Evil, the way it looks, you know, the parasite yeah. in the neck visually, you know, yeah. so like Resident Evil 4, which is great. Um but again, it's something that we don't typically see with alien stuff. You know, that's mm. normally like a different type of film if you're going for like a parasite or a virus type vibe. Um, so it's a cool take, but it wasn't initially to me as interesting. Like I preferred just the normal aliens that we're getting. And because we were getting such different variants each time, it was so fascinating to me that when it was like that scene on the bus was awesome because yeah, like the way it's set up and it's like, Oh, this is shifty dude getting close to this young or vulnerable girl. Like again, they're playing into something that you're aware of, but that again, they spin it in an interesting way that I didn't see coming where it's like, no, it's not a creepy dude or it's not a dude trying to help her. Who's actually a nice guy. It's just a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually you know inside a human so that was such a cool twist um but after that i was like yeah i kind of just want normal aliens but then that gets us to the finale which i think which i think earns it um but what did you make i guess of the parasites rather than just the uh, the normal aliens we were getting yeah i i really like them i think it was a cool kind of take and i think especially when you have like this um <clears throat> you know with an alien invasion movie often you have it so you know the aliens are trying to take over in some way and you know there's these you know you know we get uh alien probes and and all these different things and how they're going to colonize on the planet and all these different things and and i like the idea of this parasite that they kind of put in you like you say it feels like a different movie um where it would just be more of this infection parasite movie so i, I like that we had that but then we had the aliens running around i just think it it gave us a lot of everything at that point like like you said we've not just got one type of alien mm. we've got multiple types of alien and we have these parasites so then we have these humans that have got it in them we've got the parasites trying to get in our lead character so th- there's just so much going on and i think i think almost all of it works for me Mm. the fact that even like the the aliens using telekinesis like early on mm. in that initial fight was was super cool you know I, I i again it's something that i'm sure has been used but it's not overused and so that was an interesting element of like you know because it, it does evoke that tractor beam which they use a lot and that's something that's such a cool element in this whole film but like that would be something that it just it feels natural because when especially when you think about aliens in films like, especially if you're going to go for that classic alien look, if you're not going to go for a more, you know, like the aliens from the movie Alien, for example, where, like, they have obvious threats to humans. These things, again, unless you get into, like, the giant praying mantis slash spider creature, which obviously could just wreck anyone. Like, that first little, especially the second one, I guess, that she finds, because that's kind of, like, the small one, um, Mm. which has one of the most brutal kills in the whole film. Um, (laughs) When she just, like, slams it into the cupboard and smacks his head i was like jesus like that was when i was like oh yeah. this isn't gateway horror because this is dark yeah. even though it got is... to a point 
where like because the first kill of the alien i mm. was like um oh shit was that trying to kill her yeah you know because i know it did fling her across the room and also it destroyed her model city which very much upset me <laughs> um she worked so hard on that goddamn city <laughs> like I, I would have been way more devastated if i was her like mm. i wouldn't have gone into town i'd have been trying to rebuild <laughs> um but but yeah um yeah when she actually killed it i was like oh shit like obviously it wasn't like you know it was aggressive and, and invaded her home but i was a bit like oh man did she fuck up like mm. <laughs> you know and and then and then like with the little one that was again aggressive but she'd killed one of them at that point and then when she kind of like wrecked it i was like shit are we gonna get like three or four dead aliens down and then realize like these guys are trying to help her from the village or something mm. do you know what i mean like because because I, I i just didn't trust the villagers at all because at this point we just didn't know why they had exiled her yeah um so yeah like there was just loads of things like that that were going on in my mind and 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 yeah when we when we got to the kind of finale and we got to kind of you know the scene revealing how she'd killed her her, her kind of best friend and and that's the reason why she was being kind of exiled um and and then kind of when she gets just dropped back down and i'm like what just happened like you know we've had this whole movie where they're chasing her and they've just dropped her from the sky and then like it cuts to the final scenes of her just in this world with with all of these neck alien uh humans um you know just just living in bliss for her mm. i was like oh shit like they sympathize with her and they they realize that like they're outsiders that no one wants to accept and they're trying to make their way in this world but by by you know taking over our bodies and turning <laughs> us into neck monsters but still you know they're, they're aliens and um she's an alien as well so they've just let her live in their world and they're like, do you know what? She's just going to stay in her farmhouse. She ain't going to try to amass survivors and, and come after us. She's just going to chill and we're going to just let her chill. And we're going to we're going to go off and do our thing and, and leave a few people with her. So she's happy and, and we want her to be happy because we we sympathize what she's gone through. And, and I, I just I, I love that as like the, the message that I took away from the movie. Mm yeah it was it was really interesting like getting to the reveal um of kind of what happened to her and her friend it was interesting because they they do all the setup and so you're like really wanting to know then you kind of forget about it because you're just getting this fun thrill ride so then when we circle back to it and it's kind of like they go into her memories and we're seeing these things play out which like visually this whole part of the movie was so like a video game you know the fact mm. that you're going into these specific things and walking around and, and it's like especially because the scene would freeze until it was like ready to play for you like it was so interesting <laughs> i was like this sort of visual storytelling i feel like we just wouldn't have had without video games before oh 100 this is such like a waiting for the scene to load yeah it was just like interesting the, the way she was interacting but um getting to that reveal because again like you kind of assume like okay well you know the person's dead because you see their grave and she's kind of saying mm. like i'm sorry so you're like okay she's like inadvertently caused this girl's death which is why everyone hates her and i was like 
I don't want to say mildly disappointed, but it was it was not great for what it could have been. It was just like, mm. oh, I guess they had what somewhat of an argument, and then when she pushes her over, she just takes it too far and like smacks her in the head with a rock, which it just felt a bit too much. It would have even a slight variant would have just been like she pushed her over and she hit her head on a rock felt like it would have been more valid because that would have been like a genuine accident which wouldn't have been deserving of the treatment that she mm. got but seeing it was like man that was i get that you're a kid so that's what you really have to think about but it's such a fucking dumb thing to do to like oh i'm a bit angry i'm gonna pick up this giant rock and smash you over the face with it that's like crazy to me i don't know yeah. if you, was that is that how you felt no Right, no. it's just kind of like it's kids; they wouldn't understand what would happen. I think that's it. Where it's just, and also just this, you know, she she did something horrific, and and I think the fact that it wasn't an accident that, mm. that she is unequivocally to blame for this death. Yeah, definitely. So people have people have a right to be angry with her, but is she a bad person? Did she, you know, was it just this one moment of madness? that now she is being punished by everyone in her world for the rest of her life for, you know, and I think that's the thing that makes it an interesting morality decision. Whereas if it had been, yeah, they were, you know, swimming and one of them drowned accidentally or yeah, you know, she, mm. she accidentally, you know, was driving the car and I you know, thought it was going like, to be a car accident. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just think they're so vanilla mm. and so like, you know, um, you know, uh, people have then been villainized when they really are the victim in the tragedy as well. They're just the surviving victim. Yeah. Whereas she isn't the surviving victim. She is a murderer. Yeah. But is she a, is she a cold blooded murderer or is she someone that just saw red and made a huge mistake? And I do think as well, like children and especially at that age, it's a, it's a weird age because you do have strength and, and mm. power, but you don't have the, you know the, the the fear of death and the, the knowingness of consequence and all of this stuff and so it's a really coming of age time when stuff like that can happen you know i know stories of um you know people at high school that like lost an eye because you know they they a, a stupid accident in the playground you mm-hmm. know and it's like man what a stupid way to lose your sight because of you know just like kids in a playground throwing a stone or something Do you know what yeah. i mean and it's like but that happens, yeah. you know, and, and it's a fear that I've like had as a parent where I'm like, oh God, I just hope these dumb kids don't go and do something dumb. Like when they're playing, you know, because they, they aren't aware of that, like our body's precious and fragile. Mm. And, and so, yeah, I just kind of saw all of that um, combined with the fact that it is interesting that she did make the mistake you know she she deserves some of the hate she's getting you know people should have been angry with her but should she have been exiled her entire life you know some people would say yes mm. you know and 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 could you argue against someone saying yes after we just saw what she did yeah you know and I, and i think and i think that's just what gives it so many layers for me yeah i think that's really well said like i think that is such an interesting dynamic of the movie and why i think why we get to then the ending you know of of after getting the reveal and like 
this is when I loved everything that happened, and it kind of makes even more sense now after what you said of, like, I think this is what the aliens saw. You know, like, they saw mm. it, they felt it, and I think they made the decision of, like, we're still going to go ahead with our plan, but she's different, you know? She's not like everyone else in this town. Um, and so when you're getting to that finale, and it's just such an interesting visual of kind of her mm. dancing around with these people. When she first well, she first interacts with the people, doesn't she, outside? And, mm. like, waves, and they all wave back in unison. And then you see kind of, like, the wriggling, you know, parasite in their neck. And you're like, oh, damn, like, everyone now, is, it's the inverse of the intro. Um, mm. With her just doing... I love the fact that just a wild thrill ride of a film ends with like a song and dance number again i just didn't see it coming and so it just it put a smile on my face and the second it then cut to like a more horror style ending with the title of like no one will save you i was just like man this just works like they just know what they're doing with this ending it was so cool um i yeah did you did you like the the, the actual final few moments yeah, well, I think, like you say, I think I, I love the juxtaposition from from the opening scenes of her dancing in the house alone and it mm. being so sad and the fact that she is so alienated from the village, from the town. And then we get to the final scene when the entire town are actual aliens and she's no longer alienated mm. and, and she is embracing the aliens and having a great time. And the fact that, like, she's even, like, there's like this hint of like romance. It's not even like, mm. you know, like, you know, she's kind of being flirtatious with one of them. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, there's just a whole different brin from what we had for the rest of the movie. Mm. And I think, I think that's great, you know? And so, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed the final images and I just think like it, it puts a, it, it, I love it when credits roll of a movie and I have a smile on my face. Yeah. You know, and the song, and especially if it's tethered to a song, mm-hmm. and then that song is playing in during the credits because I just sit and yeah. I'm, I'm just and I'm just listening to the song, smiling, thinking of the final images of the movie, and like I, I, I love it when that happens, and and yeah, it happened with this one. I'm so glad as well with Disney Plus, they let it sit because with Netflix, they're so aggressive that the second something finishes, you get basically three seconds before it's going to autoplay something. Whereas the fact that with this, like it, it played a considerable amount of the credits and then it was like, it popped up saying, would you want to watch Barbarian? But it didn't have like an instant, you know, countdown ready to go. It was just like, ah, you might like this as well. And it's like, yeah, you guys know, like this movie's awesome. But um, I love that. They're like, yeah, in those moments, hearing that song playing over the credits i was totally with you of like i had a smile on my face i was like i can't believe how much this movie landed um it's just this random little thing that just came out of nowhere and it was like oh yeah it's kind of like sci-fi maybe we should check it out and man i've I've just been dying for a movie like this for so long it's such a joy um but yeah it was a very fun time to talk about as well so it's one of those movies you don't want to let go really it's just like man this is we got one. We finally got a win. Yes. No, and I think that's the thing that like momentum has been tough for lately. Mm. And like, you know, going into the, you know, the next few weeks, which we've got some really big releases that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I was less excited than what I should have been just because we've got no momentum going into it. Mm. And just like watching a movie like this, that was so enjoyable. I feel like energized and pumped to be like, Oh yeah, shit. Like we're seeing some movies that we're really excited for and just seeing this banger, like it's just a good place to to springboard from, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. 
Definitely. Like I said, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of No One Will Save You. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. So yeah, like you mentioned, we uh, have plenty to look forward to, in fact, in the month of October. Of course, we get VHS, the return of. We get the final um, Mike Flanagan collaboration on Netflix um, that looks great. Um, I'm so excited. I know I am as well. I'm like, I've avoided everything. So aside from when we first spoke about it, you know, like I don't watch trailers anymore. And I've kind of like, I vaguely remember a couple of the names who's in it, but I don't know if like the full cast of, of Flanagan actors is in it. So man, yeah, the second that's out, I cannot, that's like the thing I'm probably the most looking forward yeah. to. Um, because it just feels good for him to finally be back. And of course, yeah, we've got the big one, um, as well as other films as well. The Exorcist, um, Five Nights at Freddy's, like some decent trailers for those ones. Um, but uh, yeah, the big one, the finally, the return of Saw, Saw X, the 10th installment. Um, you know, I think we can all say say that there was six bangers and three misses in a row. Um, so can they, can they turn it around with this 10th installment? I mean great trailer sounds good on paper doesn't it looks good certainly in the trailer but we have been tricked with that before um but how you how you feeling going into the 10th sword you think do you think they're finally going to do it for us yeah (laughs) it's difficult right because in the bag we don't want to go all in because i've made that mistake before um but i'm excited like and i don't it won't hurt me like in the past because i've been so convinced it's going to be excellent and be like oh they're really going to explain you know what happened to this character and and i'm like i don't i'm not in that mindset right now i like i just want a fun saw film which i think this will be i think that's what what it's selling itself as which is Mm -hmm. what's exciting it's just like yeah we're not gonna try to create this legacy or this cult or anything else we're just we're just gonna find 24 hours of jigsaw's life as a killer (laughs) that we haven't already put on screen Mm. and turn that into a movie and i'm like okay cool like i love jigsaw i love i love him like doing traps and killing people and we've not had that for multiple movies at this point. Mm. So if that's the crux of it, great. And like, I don't want any time jumps. I don't want to see anything beyond just this little bit. And it's like, yeah, we know where the characters go post this movie. Like, um, you know, cause I think, I think that's the thing where like, you know, people uh, have always had that with like M night for years that like, Oh, M night movies got to have a twist. And it's like, oh, do they have to? Mm. Like, can he not just make a really good movie and can we not enjoy it? Like, and can we not just enjoy him for being a good filmmaker that does often have a twist in it? You know, but like, we don't, you know, with Quentin Tarantino, we don't say, oh, yeah, you've always got to make Reservoir Dogs. You know, and it's just like, with Saw, it became such a thing where it was like, oh, the Saw film has to have a twist at the end. Mm, yeah. Like, it's got to have a big reveal at the end. And I'm like, do you know what? I just want Jigsaw to, like, wreck people for, like, 90 minutes and then the film ends. Mm. Like, I really just don't want them to do any other shit. Like, we know who all these people are at this point. We, If they introduce another killer, it's just tragic. Like, just give me these two doing shit. And if you're going to give me a reveal and give me, like, you know, a, a, a little 
segue into another movie or anything like that that we already know about but don't give me new plot in this very already overloaded timeline yeah it's a really interesting point because like i love m night and i love saw but i've never equated that Mm. to why i love them of like oh they have to have this reveal it's saw is so weird because like i say because that first movie had this one iconic moment with the music reveal it then was suddenly like they all have to have a similar iconic moment with the same music reveal and and that's it's like i almost put that in the back of my like i forget that that's a thing but they they do do that and and it's weird because like sometimes it's cool you know certainly when saw was at its best in those early sequels like two and three but then when you just get to like oh yeah the twist is you all could have lived or something like i think that's one of the twists of the films isn't it of like you think it's i think it's like is it five when it's the five people or it might be six um but yeah it's like it we just all work together from the yeah start. exactly there was like a way for you all to survive if you weren't selfish or whatever and it's like that's that's cool i guess but like it, you're really stretching if you consider that to be like a twist but then they yeah like say the recent crutch has just been you know okay now um dr lawrence gordon is a bad guy and like and you know and those two later films it's just it becomes painful like oh it's another apprentice that was working with him up until his death and yeah i really hope they don't fall into these traps it'd be so easy for them to do that and i still expect it to be honest in terms of like i think there's a high chance i'll really like everything about this film other than the ending because i do think they're gonna do some <laughs> yeah i agree bullshit at the end i just expect it um of like they'll just completely do something that is completely out of pocket with either um john kramer as a character or amanda as a character that makes no sense and it'll annoy me but i'm just already gonna you know deal with that um, you know what i hope they do do you know what i hope the twist is <laughs> go on i love is when it, we try just... and come up with the worst yeah. thing possible the, the twist is that he didn't die in Saw 3. I knew he was going to say that. Like, the yeah. second you said the twist is, I figured it out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I know what you're going to say. Because it's genius. the worst thing you could come up with. Because it's the worst thing you can come up with, but fuck it. Because at least at that point, we're like, cool, Jigsaw's alive. Job done. So what like, is it? Is it like his twin brother? Yeah, like, what, what's yeah, the bullshit reason? Yeah. It's just, it's God, just uh, so... John Kramer. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Um... <laughs> but yeah as long as they avoid that like we we said a few weeks back that you know tobin bell as this character is on like the mount rush for mm. for horror characters and it's kind of it's 100 percent valid but most of the films he's not in them that much you know like mm. when you get into the sequels like he's in saw you know a bit and like free he's really at death's door when he actually dies but then you obviously get a few of the backstories when you get like jill um and especially the it's one where like too you know yeah you get two but then there's there's the one with the backstory about him being screwed out of his medical medical insurance i think it's six that's really good with tobin bell um and so the promise of what we're seeing with this one could potentially be the most he's ever been on screen in a saw film and you may say to yourself well you know that was a long time ago but his i know it was just a cameo but his cameo in jigsaw showed because that was arguably one of his greatest moments in the franchise in a very poor film and he was amazing like he was so good in that scene i think the worry is is that because obviously you know tobin bell isn't a spring chicken anymore Mm. but john kramer isn't indiana jones do you know what i mean like harrison ford playing indiana jones in 2023 
is is a stretch. Mm. Tobin Bell playing John Kramer isn't because he's not going to be you know deadlifting like <laughs> dudes into the back of a van. No, he never like, did. He's, he's got muscle for that. Exactly. Yeah, never did, and so now he's still not going to be. He yeah. outsmarted people with his wit and brain and and cunningness to come up with these traps, and so you know that's what he's going to do. Hopefully, in this movie. Yeah, like as long as his face and voice still works, which judging mm. by the trailers, they they absolutely yeah, are. Good. Like, yeah, it's going to be a banger. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it, man. It's it's mm. so close. It's wild to think that that's the next thing we're talking about. Like, I know. crazy man. Like, God, we've been on such an adventure with Saw. Like, so many of these franchises. <laughs> and, like, I know. I, I just know, you're, you're right back there. You're right. I back know. There. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like a, some form of either flashbacks and, and romanticism, but also PTSD mm. of like, man, it was really fun talking about those old films, except for seven. And then just these recent ones have just been like, pain. Oh, I feel like we could walk into the cinema and you just start to have like a panic attack because yeah. just everything hits you. <laughs> it, what, like right. last time it really did and like i said yeah. i don't think i'm at that point anymore because i haven't got giddy with like i've watched the trailer 10 billion times like it's you know i've gone into this more of like a normal human being which is probably a good way Ooh. to treat films um Thanks. but uh <laughs> no it's probably not as entertaining but you know sorry yeah. um but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that next week it's gonna be oh it's gonna be good and like I say all this other shit man we've got the tv we'll get to talk about creep show soon mm. um little bit of chucky the half half a chucky just a small portion of chucky yeah, yeah. this year <laughs> um, really, that's really soured my excitement for chucky. Yeah, i know yeah. oh my god yeah <laughs> four episodes great um but yeah who knows maybe you'll check out a bit of american horror story as well you never so. know you never know yeah we shall see on that one there's so much to talk about in halloween like always which is great um but yeah that was episode 364 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone